previously on the Dice Girls. Well, actually, now that I think about it, this whole thing is one big previously on the Dice Girls. So we're just going to jump right in with sugar and spice and a roll of the dice. You're listening to the Clips episode. Uh, I'm Becca, and I'm going to be DMing. I'm Ashley. I am a half-orc paladin named Rachna, very devoted to the Church of Bahamut. She's a half-orc who looks very orcish. Um, I'm Alexa. I am a changeling named Kai. I'm a rogue. You all know me as Mara, so like I'm kind of I'm on the shorter side. I'm slender. I'm pale, and I have blonde hair. Uh, I'm Kim, and I'm a Triton, Bard, Trigus Garganath is the name. You are all uh, in the town of Adoran. You are in the one and only tavern in Adoran. It's called the Rusty Spoon. All right, all you ladies and gents out there, it's time for open back night at the Rusty Spoon. Love is a burning thing, and it makes a fire. <laughs> The, uh, the dwarf gives a yell of rage and, like, jumps up from the table and goes to, like, try and flip it over. And the redhead, the big, bushy, redheaded uh, human stands up and they start arguing very loudly. Rockna steps in. <laughs> <laughs> who, do you, who do you think you are? Stay out of this. This is none of your business. Orc. Are they in my face? They're in your face. Rockna throws a punch. <laughs> Um, and while that is going on, the the dwarf, he's going to turn around to the nearest table, which has Mara at it. He's going to grab her soup, and he's going to scream, shut up, and fling the soup right at Trigus. Get out. Get You get out. I think I go. I, Mara would just leave quietly. Okay. I'm leaving. I'm very pleased to make your acquaintance. The name is Trigus Garganath. And who might you be? I'm, I'm Rachna. It's nice to meet you. Uh, I, my name is Mara. Mara. As you're standing there uh, talking, a gnome comes kind of wandering up to you guys and he's holding the sides of his head and he's just, he's moaning in pain and he's kind of screaming, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. The two guards from inside the tavern come out. They start shouting, what did you do? What did you do to this poor gnome? I'm going to need to keep this gnome uh, under this sedative until I can figure out what's going on with him. But I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm almost out. Why don't you three do something useful and go to the Carmea Caverns and get, get Gabe here some of this sedative so we can figure out what's wrong with this gnome. I'll do what I can to help. I'm in. I mean, there's money involved, so I'm, I'm in. <laughs> they look at you. Are Let's you? go. Trigus. As you're making your way towards the entrance to the Carmea Caverns, in the trees you hear like a rustling. And you you guys look up and you see um, three brightly colored flying snakes headed straight towards you. You're going to take six damage. Oh, goodness. Is that bad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How many hit points do you have? Just nine. Oh. Do my bagpipes have like attack damage? Or <laughs> no. Just, no. Just bagpipes. Oh. 
If I take out my bow <laughs> and I try to shoot it off the shoulder, could I miss and hit Trigus? If you roll bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> I miss. You miss. You miss. You, you don't. Miss. You're not able to hit it. <laughs> that does not hit it. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you miss. <laughs> <laughs> you miss. Man, Man. you guys, you're standing in the middle of this jungle, swinging your weapons, just willy-nilly, like, not even looking. The the snakes are just like, wow. (laughs) Wow. Trigus is about to die on his second day on land. (laughs) I think I'd like to cast a fog cloud so that we can get the heck out of there because we're not doing very well. <laughs> you guys manage to make your way out of the fog. As you you get ready to kind of round the corner into the tunnel that will lead you into the, the cavern or the purple funguses, you hear a very loud shrieking noise. Oh, oh no. Oh boy. I think we should try and, and get into the cavern that we need and get what we need and get the heck out of here. Gabe, it's it's us. We brought back the fungus. And he uh, he opens up the door. He kind of peeks out a little bit. He just cracks it open. He doesn't he doesn't really let you guys in. Guys, this is wonderful. Hopefully, I'll be able to help figure out what uh, what's going on with this guy. And as he's talking, you hear from the background. You hear a very loud scream that is cut off by kind of a real gushy popping sound. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, I I yelled through the the door. Please, Gabe, uh, can you tell us anything about what's going on? I appreciate you guys going on that journey, but unfortunately our our known friend didn't quite quite make it. Do we know who who he is? Did did you get his name or where he's from? He didn't have any identification on him. I don't, he didn't. I'm, I'm gonna go ask around and see what I can find out. What can you tell us about the the little man whose head exploded? <laughs> oh no! I ain't never seen anything like that before. Uh, you know, uh, we we did run into a couple of gnomes up in up in Narstad, and and not a lot of gnomes live there. You know, now that I think about it, not far from Narstad, they have a little sister city, and and people don't really go there because it's full of them tieflings. You know, a whole bunch of them moved into that sister city. And that's about when the gnome showed up, and now that I think about it, they didn't seem like they really wanted to be there. Well, guys, um, I, I, I don't know about this. Um, I want to go check it out. I also can't get that cave off my mind. We left <laughs> something screaming in there. And uh, you've reached the mouth of the Carmia Caverns, uh, and again, it's dark and spooky in there. Guys, I can hear shuffling. I heard a whimper. And then a disembodied voice said, shh. Kind of huddled in the corner is a small family of dirt-streaked, terrified-looking gnomes. Uh, I'm, I'm Ellie. This is, this is Rixie. And uh, that's Wimble, our son. And, <laughs> and uh, when he hears his name, Wimble looks up really high up and says, I'm Wimble! <laughs> Robin dies from cuteness. 
Something is out there and it's it's hunting our people. About six months ago, gnomes just started disappearing. We're trying. We don't know anything either. We're heading out to Narstad uh, now, so maybe we can crack this open. Uh, on the third day of your journey, you see a wagon that's pulled off to the side of the road. Well, well, hello there. I'm Hector. Welcome to my wagon of trinkets. Uh, we had heard that some gnomes were being attacked. Ah, oh, yes, I've I've heard some similar stories along my travels. Some some terrible rumors are floating about, and you know you never can tell what actually is going on. But but I I wish you luck on your on your journeys. Uh, be careful. You hear a twig snap from somewhere in front of you. Who's there? You hear a low growl. Your best guess is that it's probably a wolf. Um, guys, we got a problem. You yes. hear another growl from behind you oh. and a twig snap oh. as another wolf inches closer to your campsite. Eight. Okay, you do not... <laughs> <laughs> You stumble over a branch <laughs> that you didn't realize was in the middle of your campsite uh, as you swing, and you kind of just miss him a little bit. Uh-oh. He bites you. No. You take eight damage. Six. That does not hit the wolf. <laughs> okay, it bites you. Oh, no. It gets you. Everyone's dying around me, but I can't hit anything. <laughs> you hear the sound of uh, hoof beats. And bursting into your campsite is Hector's clockwork horse, Bastion. Oh, Bastion! Yes! <laughs> Hector is rushing into your clearing not far behind Bastion. You've got some good timing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't thank you enough. You just saved all of our lives. <laughs> you can see what appears to be a tall, white stone wall. And you see two armed guards standing outside of the main gate. Uh, Before you're close enough to say anything, you see someone uh, ahead of you. You're still a little ways back. You see a short figure uh, wearing what appears to be a patchwork cloak, and they seem to exchange some pleasantries with the guards before the guards open the gate and let the the very small figure into the city. What business do you have in Narstad? Guys, do we tell them that we're investigating no murders? <laughs> I don't think so. I could maybe get in a little trouble for this, so you guys better not cause any trouble in my city. Would you like to go check out the playhouse, or would you like to just play your bagpipes on the street? Yes. The playhouse would be magnificent. <laughs> Trigus, you were not exaggerating about your talent, my friend. We would be more than happy to have you perform as our opening act this evening at the playhouse. We're trying to find a tiny man. Um, well, we, we've we heard there's been some, uh, there have been some attacks on gnomes recently. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if you three are trying to help or not, but... Someone who's a much better judge of character than I am is is Romulus, and he works at the jeweler store in the Neaths. Maybe ask him a couple of questions, and if he finds you trustworthy, he might be willing to help you out a bit. Welcome to my to my jewelry store. Are you are you Romulus? Yes, I am Romulus. What can I do for you today? We were told you might know something about the gnomes. 
I think I'm willing to share some information with you about the gnomes, but I need you to do something for me first. This is a very important box. There's a very important item in here, and I need you to take this to Claire. She is our mystic here in the Neaths. She's expecting this box, but it's very, very important that you do not open the box. Rachna, as you take this box, you notice that the carvings on the wooden box are exactly the same carvings as the box of jewels that you bought from Hector. So these are very fascinating gemstones that you have here. They're, they're obviously powerful in some way that regular gemstones aren't. <laughs> see a, a woman step out. Um, she also appears to be extremely old. The fireflies told me you were coming. Oh. oh. <laughs> My mirror says Avrin needs your help. Me? <laughs> All of you. Can you tell me anything about this box of jewels I have? And I pull out the box of jewels and I showed her. These are not yours to use. But they cannot fall back into the hands that crafted them, nor can they yet be returned to those they belong to. Avrin needs your help. Cities will be destroyed. The nightmares are real. The shattered walk the earth. You may tell Rom that you have passed the test. Claire said we passed the test. (laughs) (laughs) He grins. Welcome to my shop. Welcome to Narstad. And... He kind of looks around and his voice gets a little quieter. Welcome to the Gnome Resistance. (gasps) (laughs) Romulus leads you to the largest hill in the field of wildflowers. And he appears to kind of pull on a specific patch of grass. And before your eyes, a small round door opens up into the side of the hill. And you suddenly find yourself standing in front of a small room in the hill. Um, and inside this room, you see 40 to 50 gnomes. Hello, little people. We are here. <laughs> I am Trigus Garganath. Oh. I have been sent by the broken woman to save all of you. Please, please oh, no. line up and Rachna will carry you on her <laughs> massive shoulders. Wait, what? <laughs> Well, well, hello there. Uh, I'm Bill Rick. Thanks for welcoming this group of weirdos into your into your secret club cave. Well, uh, it's called the Scuttle. Here we call this the this our headquarters. It's called the Scuttle. We should all sit down somewhere and, and chat a little bit before we officially welcome you to the Resistance. What what makes you want to help us? We're here to uh, protect Wimble. You know Ellie and Rixie and Wimble. We. We met them. That's Where? <laughs> uh, Carmia Caverns. Yeah. These adventurers saw, they saw Ellie and, and Rixie and Wimble in the, in the Carmia Caverns send a team immediately to go get them. Ellie is my sister. Aww. They left three days before we got the invitation to form the resistance here in a safe place in Narstad. I think you're going to be a very good ally to the gnomes and I look forward to to working with you but for now um, I'm gonna have Rom take you back to Narstad but I want you the three of you to report back here very early in the morning 
Should we go to the blacksmith? Yeah, let's go to the blacksmith. <laughs> I think Rockna deserves a treat. <laughs> All right, four javelins for the for the beautiful woman. And what else can I get for the two of you? Anything? Rockna blushes intensely and, and, <laughs> and attempts to go for her gold pouch, but is shaking She's fumbling a, lot. a little bit. <laughs> Why don't you join us for the performance this evening? And you can escort lovely Rachna. <laughs> well, I would be honored to escort this lovely lady to the playhouse this evening. Uh, uh, um, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> uh, please give a warm welcome to uh, a very talented bagpipe player, Trigus Garganath. Hello, I am pleased for you, for what you are about to hear will change your lives forever. And I start to play them. Roll me a performance. That's a 20. I 20. really hope this goes well. I, I know, know, you just shout it out to us. Okay, so yes, you okay. roll and then add plus two. 18 <gasps> plus two. Yes. <laughs> I got a 20, that's so awesome. Oh my god, I'm so happy. Me too. You <laughs> nail it. Yeah. Rockna, you look over at Bart at one point and you hear him sniffle and you see him just wiping a tear away from his eye. He's so moved by this performance. Oh, she touches his arm. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> he reaches over and grabs your hand. <laughs> and I'm still up on stage and, playing yeah, the and bagpipes and I've got like fire coming down. <laughs> You kill your performance. It's fantastic. Nineteen sixty five, Swampskit, Massachusetts. Hey, cousin. Hey, cousin. That's Cat and Randall. They're from Texas. Um, hi, Barry Sue. Garrett has a thing for Mary Sue. It's Mary. Mary does not have a thing for Garrett. In fact, Mary has a thing, a very secret thing, for Walter Green. Of course she does. So does Meg. But none of that matters, because Walter Green is missing. What? What? You had me. He's missing, and you're all suspects. Sir, I believe you're mistaken. On what grounds? I'd like to see your badge, please. It's possible Officer Ross isn't looking in the right place. Because Walter, well, he disappeared near the woods. And that group that lives in the woods, they're different. Hollow, tell him what you told me. Um, I'm a witch? It's Kids on Bikes, available wherever you get your podcasts. Dicelings, it's Becca, your DM. I hope you're enjoying our clips episode. I had so much fun putting it together. I am just here for such a quick little break that you're not even going to believe it. Uh, first of all, want to say thank you to Kids on Bikes. That was a fantastic promo. What an awesome podcast. Go check it out. Thank you to them for doing a promo swap with us. We want to say a huge shout out to our two newest patrons this week. We have The Geek Life, who became a patron, and also Sarah W., Thank you both so much. Also, a huge thank you to Small, Terrible, and a Dragonborn for having me on their stream yesterday for the Trevor Project. They raised over $800 this weekend. It was absolutely incredible. Super fantastic and fun. I was very glad to be included in that stream. Another huge thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for shouting us out. Thank you for tweeting about us. 
Everything you do for us is absolutely amazing and we love you. Thank you guys so, so much. Uh, without further ado, we're going to get back to the show. And it was unanimous. You are now a part of our gnome resistance. Uh, you're going to be training for the next several weeks here before we actually send you on a mission. Hi, my name's Nitra. Oh, hi. <laughs> I'm Mara. My first question is, do your friends know that you're a changeling? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, n- no, they, they do not know. Is there a reason for that? Um, Not really anymore. I, I, I trust them now, so no. <laughs> you see sitting under one of the trees a green um, dragonborn guy. Hey, I'm Talon. Uh, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Rockman. He kind of talks you through your first meditation session. And he encourages you to focus on Bahamut. You suddenly hear him say, whoa. Look at yourself, dude. Uh, I open my eyes and look. And you see yourself kind of surrounded in a faint golden glow. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe I should focus on Bahamut while I meditate too. <laughs> One evening, the three of you are eating dinner together. And you hear a commotion at the front door. Let's investigate. <laughs> yeah, I think we all <laughs> yeah. run. There's a large group of gnomes gathered around the door. A bunch of them are all piled up onto something. And uh, you see three figures on the floor. (gasps) You see two women with long, frazzled braids and a tiny, tiny (gasps) child who is giggling in glee. Thimble! It is Wimble, Ellie, and Rixie. They have come home. Your guys' mentors have said that you've done an absolutely fantastic job in your training. They believe you're ready for your first mission. You're going to be infiltrating a highly dangerous tiefling cult. Our idea is to give you three the mark of the betrayer and have you convince the tieflings that you've betrayed the gnomes so that maybe they will trust you enough to let you in. It's going to be a little unpleasant. Oh, no. And we apologize for that. (laughs) But it's all for the gnome resistance. (laughs) And uh, she finally flips the little latch open and, and just kicks open the box. As soon as the box, even like a crack opens, you hear the most ear splitting sound that you have ever heard. It, uh, when the box is fully kicked open, there's a hugely bright flash of light and the three of you are temporarily blinded. I did not like that song. Please tell me the song will not repeat. Can anyone see? My dark vision is not working. Do I still have dark vision? Magma, your eyes are are glorious. Rachna, oh my. Do I also have beautiful eyes? They're like targets. Yes. That's the mark of the betrayer. Y'all need to do anything before we head towards Timbertide? I need to go see Claire. Mara, I know you don't have a question for me. But I do have a message for you. Oh, no. The name you have chosen means so much more than even you know. It completes a puzzle forgotten to time. What? <laughs> and then she looks at Rachna. Is my father alive? One can be alive in, in many ways. What is that supposed to mean? Is he dead? Claire begins to repeat 
her answer that she gave you previously. No! That's not an answer! And the dim hut is suddenly filled with a burst of bright light as you see two brilliantly glowing wings sprout from her back. Do you not think there might be a bigger reason for all of this than you could currently comprehend? Rachna sobs really loudly and in frustration and kind of tries to straighten up. She's still crying. She straightens up and she says, we should go. Talon takes you to a small park. It's at the edge of the waterside district of Timber Tide, and he tells you that you are waiting for his friend Guile. And you guys see a tall tiefling. He looks kind of hesitant. Guys, this is Guile. Well, I guess the first place to start would be to, to go to their to their church. Um, and you approach the church. Um, you see a triangular symbol on the door that none of you really recognize, and it looks a little bit newer. And as you're kind of looking at it, Guile leans over and whispers to you guys, That's the tiefling symbol for Asmodeus. He's the king of demons, guys. The door um, is opened, and someone pokes his head out. And it's a tiefling. He's like lavender colored and he's got ivory horns, black slicked back hair. Um, his eyes are black. He has very pointy teeth. Um, and he's got like a short black goatee. My name is Carmos. And you step into um, a small unlit vestibule area. Um, to your left is a closed wooden door. You can see it like a small indentation of the same symbol that you saw painted on the outside of the church um, that Guile said was the symbol of Asmodeus. But it seems like a little lopsided. We could always use more people to do our work. However, I'm not fully convinced. I want the three of you to prove your worthiness. Bring me a gnome. You have seven days. We'll do it in five. Um, what the heck was that, Rachna? <laughs> Is there any way we need a ninja gnome? Can we find a ninja gnome? I was thinking a fake gnome. <laughs> You're headed back towards towards Narstad. You see someone kind of off to the side of the road. Uh, it's like a caravan wagon. There is at the front of it a clockwork Hector, do you make everything that you sell? I do, yeah. Well, uh, some of the things I find, uh, most of the things that I sell, I make myself. Can, Can you I... make a gnome? Well, probably a clockwork gnome. <laughs> Bastion here took me about uh, a solid week to make and about a thousand gold pieces worth of materials. Okay. <laughs> we don't have a week. <laughs> <laughs> or a thousand gold. <laughs> I hate to think the oh, worst. Maybe it would be good to send someone in to gather information. I might, oh, I might have a plan. What is it, Magma? <laughs> so I have something I haven't told you. <laughs> I'm not human, so I turn into my <laughs> true form. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my! What have you done with my friend Magma? Have you eaten her? What have you done Trigus, with Magma? Trigus, it's me. <laughs> That's Magma's voice coming out of this creature. Why does she have Magma's voice? Has she eaten her? Trigus. She's a changeling. Trigus, my, my real name is Kai. Mara is an alias that I created. It was for my safety. In the last town that I was in, there was an incident and I had to get out. Is it safe for you? Before I didn't really have anybody else. But now that I've got more people, <laughs> I think it might be okay. Well, guys, I, I think we might have a plan. I will turn into a gnome, and then we will have a gnome to give to Carmos. 
That's it. That's the plan. <laughs> uh, when you guys all enter the room again, there is a small gnome standing there. Well, hello, little one. Who are you? Trigus, it's me. What? <laughs> Magma? Are you in there? Yeah. You're very good at this. <laughs> Thank you, Trigus. No, we're gonna walk in there and I'm gonna and I'm gonna toss you onto his desk. <laughs> <laughs> but she busts in like with her arm or her shoulder a little bit and takes a few steps in and throws the gnome directly onto his desk and Gnome Kai slides a little bit on the desk and knocks some of his trinkets off. But I'm impressed. My deacons are due here at any moment for our weekly meeting. Would you care to join us? Three tieflings come bursting through the door. These are my deacons. Oh. Harold, Breus, and Satari. We brought you a gnome. Well, we should take it to Sadie right away, boss. These three are going to escort you to our high priestess, Sadie. She will be very interested in your gnome friend. Please remove it from my office and go with them. So tell me about this high priestess of yours. She's very powerful and promises great things that we believe she will be able to follow through on. For all tieflings? Yes. She sounds great. I don't like these guys. We should kill them and tell Sadie we found the gnome ourselves. They're gonna kill us. (laughs) They're gonna kill us on three. The one guy's gonna count to three and then they're gonna attack us. You don't want to fight us. You will not win. Breus and Harold immediately look like they regret their decision. They turn around and start running away. Satari, however, she's angry. She says, those idiots never get anything done the right way. So I take out my long sword and I heft it over my head and I say, trust the Gordon's fishermen. And then I just slice down on her face. She dies. Yeah. <laughs> what does it look like? I think that's Trigus's first kill. I think it is too. As the as the sword hits her and deals that fatal blow, she kind of she kind of grabs her heart and, goes, and then she kind of like her head starts to spin around as she loses her balance and then she just falls to the ground oh, and it looks goodness. amazing. So you continue uh, down the path, and after maybe 10 more minutes or so, you come to a small, uh, ornate-looking house in the middle of this grove of trees. And you see an ashy gray tiefling. She's got long, straight purple hair. She's wearing a pendant, and it's in the shape of a symbol of Asmodeus. But, like, it's a little bit lopsided. One of the sides is longer than the others. Well, 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 what do we have here? We were sent here by Karmos. I see that you do have a gnome with you. Tell me, gnome. She looks at Kai. Do you know where Wolfric is? No. Who is Wolfric? Wolfric is someone I've been looking for. You're looking around the living room, and it's not that you notice something in particular, but you notice that she doesn't have many things or anything, really, that also has the symbol of Asmodeus on it. And that strikes you as a little strange, because when you were in Carmos's office and in the church... They seem to wear that symbol with pride and put it on a lot of their belongings. Part of the reason I'm looking for Wolfric is he knows some secrets that I believe will help, let's say, strengthen the essence of Asmodeus in our blood to make us more powerful. And you see Talon absolutely trembling with anger. His fists are clenched in rage. 
And he shoves back his chair and stands up and draws his weapon. I walk up to her and I get in her face and I just start dancing really aggressively at her. Like, like I'm just flossing. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Just to distract her. Because she's like going to be totally puzzled. When your axe connects with her neck, you see like a flash of, of red. It's almost like um, surrounding her. Okay, like an aura or something. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Another part of me is curious about using my divine sense for the first time. You're a little confused because for the first time, you get the sense that something about Sadie was desecrated. Ooh. And that usually applies to objects or areas. It has never applied to a person before. You sense another desecrated object in the area. Can I tell at least the direction it's in or anything? Um, The other desecrated object is behind you. I want to turn around and try and look for or see if I can see this desecrated place behind me. It was a desecrated object. Object. Okay. Thing. When you turn around to get a better idea of the direction of the desecrated object, you get the sense that it's behind you. Again? Yes. Okay. Rachna would flip back around and feel it behind her again, right? Mm-hmm. And then flip around again. <laughs> and then that would be the final time that she... So she would just turn back towards the battle after that. Like, this is information she needs to deal with later. When you hit her, again, the red aura comes back. It's brighter. It doesn't go away this time. And she's starting to look a little weak. And now is surrounded by this blood red aura. And she looks at her arm in confusion. Nothing you can do to me would be worse than what Wolfric has done. Do your best. What did Wolfric do to you? He not only betrayed my trust in the most heinous fashion, he destroyed the lives of those that I love the most. I must find him and stop him. He destroyed us all. I'm through with this conversation. Either finish me or let me go. Kai, you stab her. She's gonna die. What does it look like? I do like a whole, this is for the gnomes. I stab down into her head. I don't want to be too gory, but it's pretty gross. (laughs) I I would assume. I would assume so. Yeah. Sadie turns her head a little further, and she looks right at Rachna. And when she does, her eyes go wide in surprise, and she tries to move her arm out a little bit. When you look down at Sadie, you notice that there's a symbol. It's up on her shoulder, almost like a tattoo. It wasn't there before, and it is now. The symbol is a black circle, and it's got five vertical ovals of varying heights in it. The tallest is in the middle, flanked on either side by two slightly shorter ovals, and on the far left and right are the shortest ovals. And each oval has a white circle floating directly above it. And the five ovals, they're each a different color. They are purple, red, green, blue, and orange, and they're joined together by a thick yellow band. The red aura that has been slowly creeping up and getting brighter and brighter, it very quickly moves all the way up, all the way up to her head. And then it almost gathers into like a ball of red light. And you all watch as it goes across the room to a specific spot. It's an empty spot. And you watch it hover there in the air for a moment. And then it disappears. And when you look back down in Rachna, you felt this happen. 
Sadie's body is gone. But you do see something on the ground where she was. Rock to fix it up. It's the pendant that she was wearing. The Asmodeus pendant is the only thing that was left. Uh, maybe that's the key to the door. <laughs> there is that secret door, the mm-hmm. secret room. And before there was like maybe a little bit of muffled noise coming from it. Now you hear a lot louder noise coming from uh. that behind that door. There's like an indentation on the door <gasps> that appears to be the same shape as the pendant. Oh my god. So you, you just put the pendant into the yeah. indentation. When you do that, you hear like a like a mechanical kind of clicking sound and the door slowly swings <laughs> open. <laughs> when you round the last corner of the stairs, you can see a huge, expansive basement. And it's a little chaotic because it's absolutely full of gnomes. <gasps> we have to get out of here. They're, they're, she's been holding us down here for, for months. Oh. Why did they keep us here? All she said is they're trying to unlock something in their blood. With gnomes? Yeah, I don't know. I know she's Keep looking for Wolfric, but yeah. good luck with that. He's long gone. Where's he? Over a hundred years ago, was convicted of a heinous, unspeakable crime, and he was sentenced to spend the rest of his life ferrying souls to the afterworld. It, despite the fact that most of us think that Wolfric is long dead, she's convinced that he's still alive and that he's hiding somewhere. She's even got a whole room dedicated to his location. The room is a mess. You notice a map with a line drawn towards a mountain range. The center mountain has been circled many, many, many times. Rachna, you recognize this particular mountain. This is where I was born. My village was by this peak. I was six years old when I left. It's, It's almost been 20 years. We gotta go there. Yes, we have to go there. Um, and the sun is just starting to rise as your group makes it back to the scuttle. And it's already mm. kind of <laughs> a little chaotic in there as they, as they find different rooms for all the different families. And there's definitely some celebration going on. Uh, as soon as you step into the room, you are suddenly surrounded by like a throng <laughs> of grateful uh, gnomes. Yes. And Trigus gets up on the bar and just starts <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Talon kind of is, he bops over to you because he's been dancing <laughs> with the music. Hey, 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 dudes, what's up? Do you guys have a plan on where you're going, what you're doing next? We have to go to the mountains. Are I think, you coming with us? I'm, I'm not going to be able to come with you dudes on this one. I, uh, you know, there's still, there's still a whole congregation back in Timber Tide of tieflings that we got to figure out how to, they're probably still going to be looking for gnomes and Talon uh, heads. Oh, I already miss him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Wolfric? We need to find him. Well, well, yeah, of, of course I've, I've heard of Wolfric. Um, he was accused of a pretty heinous crime. A lot of the older gnomes who were around when it happened, they, they think that they think he was innocent. She also said that her and Wolfric were like best friends before he did something bad. That's impossible. She would have to be, she wouldn't have even been born when Wolfric was sentenced. Bilric, she, she didn't kill any of the gnomes that she captured. She didn't even torture them. I don't get it. Why Why just keep them down there? What was she doing? She was telling her congregation that she was killing them, but she just kept them down there. 
Do you know the story of Wolfric? I do know the story of Wolfric. Rom, we keep hearing that he was accused of some crime, but no one said what it is. Do you know what it is? Wolfric was accused of capturing and torturing tiefling children for oh. a new spell that he was supposedly working on. <laughs> Actually, Verstam, we were hoping we could talk to you for a minute. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's fine. I was hoping I could ask you about the city beneath the Joint Peaks. It's uh, Osylum is what it's called. Well, the, the city was founded by, by a human and an orc who fell in love and couldn't, they couldn't tell anyone about it. So they decided to go and start their own kind of hidden little, hidden little village, basically. And the war broke out when it got discovered by the orcs. It was short, but it was a really nasty war. Let's go talk to Claire. (laughs) (laughs) The last time we met, you each promised me a favor in return for information, correct? Yeah. Rachna, your favor is to continue protecting that which is not yours. The gems. Trigus, I haven't seen the fireflies lately. Find them. I will find them. Tell them that all is not lost. Kai? Tell the high priestess she is wrong. The, the, the one that I killed? <laughs> she will find you. Oh. <gasps> Can you tell us what this symbol is? The first and beloved families. They suffer greatly. Cities are being destroyed. The nightmares are real. The shattered walk the earth. But all is not lost. Claire, when, when we fought Sadie, she, I sensed something about her. She felt desecrated to me. Desecrating a living creature is one of the darkest things that can be done. Only a deeply evil creature is even capable of such a thing. Being desecrated would alter the fabric of who you are. Do you know where I can find some crayons? (laughs) Wimble. gestures towards the door uh, and gets up and walks back into her back room. And the three of you get ready to set off on your next adventure. Mm-hmm.